Team Keho My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Keho My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. And welcome to the episode of Team Keho My Radio, everyone. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are staying warm. It's going to get cold. I can guarantee you next week it's going to be pretty, pretty worse. I can tell you. The cold is going to be worse. So hopefully, so hopefully you guys are up there staying warm. And there's a tabling event I'm going to be doing. So hope to see you guys there. I'm going to be part, pretty much there almost every day almost. So hopefully I see you guys there. Drop a conversation. Talk to me. Maybe I pass, give you something nice. No, not just candies and stuff. Find a red envelope or something. I might do that. So hope you guys can you know come by and just hang out a bit. Alright, let's not waste any time. Let's get into the report. Make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And also our radio show is coming back next week. Man jailed for three months over wearing seditious shirt with protest slogan at Hong Kong airport. We did talk, we report about the um, quote-unquote seditious t-shirts. Um, this time they sent us him this time. A Hong Kong man had been jailed for three months over wearing a seditious t-shirt. Bearing the protest slogan, Liberate Hong Kong Revolution All Times at the airport. Chu Kai Poon, Chu Kai Poon, 26 years old, appeared at the West Kowloon, Magist- West Kowloon Law Courts building on Wednesday. He pled guilty last week to one count of doing an act or acts with seditious intention and another count of possessing a seditious publications under the colonial area sedition law. The court heard that Chu was arrested near a boarding gate at Hong Kong International Airport last November. After seeing wearing a shirt with a protest slogan printed on it, police also found three fra- th- three flags that bore the same slogan, as well as another T-shirt that had, that had Hong Kong independence printed on it in his possession. The friend, who is unemployed, had been remanded in custody since he first appeared in in court on November 30th of last year. Designated National Security Judge Chief Magistrate Victor So said on. On one on Wednesday, that the offense was less serious than other sedition cases, as it involved a small number of items and a relatively short period of time. The judge said that having um, that between leaving his residence and arriving at the airport, Chu only publicly demonstrated the protest slogan for five hours and twenty three minutes. This was less influential than its posting on the internet. He so said. He added that Chu had had no political affiliation, but so said that the defendant normally violated the law as the slogan has been ruled as a capable endangering national security. The court determined the state's first national security trial <laughs> that this f- phrase would incite others to commit secession, quote-unquote secession. The judge also said Chu has bought the clothes and flags from Taiwan, showing that he knew they were in breach of Hong Kong's laws. This added to the gravity of the offense. The offense is so said. The court handed Chu a three-month jail term, reduced from four-and-a-half months term as he had pled guilty. Which kind of makes no sense, actually. A popular refrain 
uh, refrain uh, from doing the 2019 pro-democracy protest. The slogan Liberty Hong Kong Rebel Show Times was said by the government to be pro-independent secessionist and subversive on July 2nd, 2020, two days after the Beijing imposed national security law came into force. During the city's first, excuse me, during the city's first national security trial in July 20, 2021, the slogan was ruled capable of inciting secession, an offense under the security law, which also criminalizes subversion, collusion of foreign forces, and terrorism. I don't know. Here's the here's the thing. They could have asked him to take it off. They could have asked him to put a jacket on top of it. I know in, in the United States would been would have been like, huh? It would have been it would have been a questionable kind of thing. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty strange to say that thing anyway. It's pretty it's pre, it's probably the it's probably wrong for it's wrong for them to tell him to take it tell him to They could have tell him to take it off. There are plenty of ways they could have asked him, but no. Sends him three months. Sends him not three months. Three months in pr- prison and jail for just wearing a shirt. Activist Jimmy Lai paid pro-democracy parties and overseas media outlets. Hong Kong courts hears a national security trial. Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai made sizable donations to local pro-democracy parties and overseas media outlets. Prosecutors said in a high-profile trial. That could see the activists jailed for life if convicted. Senior Public Prosecutor Crystal Chan told the court on Wednesday that the Apple Daily founder had made a, had made payments to multiple pro-democracy parties and organizations, including the now disbanded Civic Party, the Democrat Party, and the League of Social Democrats. There were a heavy police presence inside and around the West Kowloon Law Courts building, where a panel of three handpicked national security judges heard Chan read from a 36-page document containing transaction records from a poli- from a police investigations of Lai's finances. finances. 76-year-old founder of pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily faces one count of conspiring to publish additional materials and two counts punishable by life in prison of conspiring to collude foreign forces. The court heard on Thursday that Lai, in March 2016, deposit- deposited $5 million into the bank account of the textile company he owned. Of the sum, $2 million were paid to the law firm Ho T.Y. and Partners. Law firms represent, represented several defendants in the 47 Democrats trial, as well as Bao Choi and her case involving assessing her vehicle's records for media investigations. The latter $3 million Excuse me again was paid to the Democrat Party according to the transaction records. Through his Canadian hotel chains, Lai's Hotel Properties, Lai in 2019 transferred $4 million to the now disbanded pro-democracy Civic Party, once in September and again in October. He also paid the pro-democracy Labour Party $1 million that October, the Democratic Party $5 million in November, and the League of Social Democrats some $500,000 in November and $430,000 in January in the next year. Separately, Lai paid for, former pro-democracy lawmakers Arnold King $379,100 in October 2020. Those payments altogether totaled more than $20 million according to the prosecution. Carl also heard that Lai offered activist Andy Lee Another defendant in the case, an advanced payment to pay, to buy newspaper advertisements to call for sanctions on Hong Kong's officials. 
Lee faces one count of conspiring to collude with foreign forces and pled guilty in, in August 2021. Through, in 2019, after the protests began over an unpopular extradition bill, activists placed advertisements in Lee newspapers around a war to urge support for Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement. Lied through his hotel chains, paid Japanese newspaper in the case Hong Kong's office $1.47 million in, in August 2019. And three days later, Lee deposited the same account into the hotel ba- company's account, Chan told the court. Signed bank records, Chan said Lee received four large deposits between June and November 2019, including a $6 million deposit from payments platform Stripe. A $3 million deposit from former Apple Daily columnist Jack Hazelwood's UK's account, and some $500,000 from Lies aide Mark Simon. We also received a $3.29 million deposit, deposit from the Project Hong Kong Trust, a US based fund operated by Simon. Lie via Simon made a payment of $200,000 to the UK based. NGO Hong Kong Watch in November 2020. It's that Lai made use of Simon's account for suspicious purposes, Chan said. Chan also li- listed out Lai's transaction with international media outlets, including The Guardian and The Washington Post, adding that the payments totaling some $9.8 million were publication fees for disseminating international propaganda. The prosecution then played an interview of Lai under police caution in November and September 2020, in which he showed Apple Daily's, um, he showed several Apple Daily's articles, and asked whether he knew what the, what their purpose was. He told the police officer, "I'm nothing to say." Asked whether he knew who authorized the publications of the articles, Lai said he did. He also said he did not know who Lee was. The court, uh, the judges adjourned the trial to Tuesday for the defense and the prosecution to submit. Uh, documents relating to this miscibility, uh, miscibility of a report by the City University of Hong Kong's law professor Wong Wong Kui Guo, who was asked by the prosecution to provide views as an expert of on foreign sanctions. Ice trial presided over a panel of hand-picked security judges, rather than a jury, is expected to last eight days. Global. Globally, the trial was framed as a bellwether for the for the press freedom in Hong Kong, and representatives from the International Press Freedom Watchdog uh, watched reports report were among those present on the opening day. In statements, the watchdog and the war is, was said the war was watching and will not turn a blind eye to a mischaracter justice. The government has said that law enforcement actions were based on evidence and had nothing to do with. With media, with freedom of the press, or the backgrounds of any person or organization. If you want us to hear and believe what um, John Lee said, then go ahead, because I don't think that what he says viable anyway. Here's what here's why I think it's not viable. It's because he said that oh um it's nothing to do with press freedom. Okay, then why are you saying it, he published a seditious act? It makes no sense. It makes it makes no sense to call it a seditious act if he's just publishing a newspaper based on his opinions, right? Alright. 
there's more coming up about Jamie Lai, and we will talk about. You know what? Before we get into anything else, we'll we'll, we'll continue. Might as well just talk about it, right? So Hong Kong National Security Police questioned Simon. J- okay, that's the wrong port, but there's plenty of things we're gonna be talking. We're gonna get there pretty soon, and it's, it's up here somewhere. So we're gonna be talking about that. And and yeah, we will we will continue on talking about Jimmy Lai's suit. Um, probably soon enough. There'll be more to come, but we're gonna we're gonna call something a little bit more different. <laughs> Alright, so Hong Kong National Security Police. This is another um one of the thirteen activists who's also wanted by the police as well. So Hong Kong National Security Police questioned Simon Chang's family as exile actors give blessing to separate ties. Now security police have taken the parents and sister of one activist Simon Chang away for questioning as a self exile opposition figure gave the family his blessing to separate ties with him if necessary. <laughs> Chang is one of the thir- of 13 overseas pro-democracy activists, one of our alleged national security offenses, with a bounty of $1 million each on their heads. Chang, 33 years old, was accused of co- foreign collusion and inciting secession when the national security police announced arrest warrants for him and four other overseas activists last month, adding to a list of eight announced in July. So if you add up, it'd be 13. Citing sources, local media report on on Wednesday that Chang's parents and two sisters were taken away, taken away from their Tin Mun home to be questioned. Chang's father reportedly left Castle Peak Police Station at around midday. The police actions marks the latest move involving family members of the 13 pro-democracy figures after Atkins' child's parents were questioned last month. The families of several other overseas opposition figures have also been been taken in for questioning in recent months. Chang, a former British consulate employee, was detained by Chinese authorities as he attempted to return to Hong Kong for a business trip to Shenzhen in August 2019, when protests engulfed the city. He was, grant- he was granted asylum by the UK government three years three years ago, after shortly after Beijing inserted the national security legislation directed into Hong Kong's media constitution in June 2020 following a year of pro-democracy protests. Now based in London, he is the founder of Hong Kongers in Britain, a group that supports people from the city who, who migrate, immigrate to, who, who immigrate to the UK. Local media, local media um, quoted police as urging change to surrender to authorities. Hong Kong press has reached out to, to police for comments. Chang last month joined scores of pro-democracy activists living abroad in self-exile, including former lawmaker Nathan Law, currently based in the UK. Law co-founded the now disbanded opposition party Democracy with Chow in 2016. In a post on X, form- formerly known as Twitter, Chang said his family could sever ties with him if they saw it. If needed, criticize me and cut me off. My hope is that my parents can enjoy a dignified, peaceful, and serene old age until our next life. <laughs> Chang added that his father, who was not in contact with him for four years, still appears to be okay. He added, Seeing my long-lost father dodging the cameras on the, ca- on the TV screen, my heart was is filled with mixed emotions. Chang also wrote about his family arrival in Hong Kong after suffering the excesses of the Cultural Revolution. My father swam to Hong Kong in his, er- in his early years, living under the uh, Earth's roof and once residing in Kowloon Wall City. 
He witnessed Hong Kong's economic takeoff and transformation, contributing much of his sweat, tears, and even blood. He got hurt sometimes, behind the glittering neon lights of towering buildings. <laughs> it was the activist's second such message to the family in recent years in an apparent attempt to protect them. In a Facebook post dated January 2020, he said, I hereby declare the disconnection from family in Hong Kong mainland. In mainland. Why do, do and say salt and solely represent myself? It's not relevant to my family and relatives. I hope they can live in tranquility and peace without external harassments and threats. We once loved and nurtured each other. Now we better forget it. As we, as we take no more agony and worry, he wrote. It's almost like we're living in a cultural revolutional-esque kind of thing. Where we're not, where the government is just forcing people to do its thing, even though we don't want to. <laughs> Alright, more Jimmy Lai. There's, I think, three reports about Jimmy Lai. Majority of them are going to be talking about the Taiwan election. UK Prime Minister says Jimmy Lai's trial politically motivated. Hong Kong government slams quote unquote interference. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has described the national security trial of Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai. As politically motivated and tend to silence the man he called a champion of free speech. Jimmy Lai's persecution is politically motivated. He is he has faced multiple multiple persecutions in a attempt to silence and discredit him. Sudak wrote in a reply to Lord Patton, the last British the last British governor of Hong Kong, and others also raised Lai's case. They include they include David Alton, a member of the UK's House of Lords who shared a copy of the letter on social media on Wednesday. <laughs> Sunak in his letter, dated January 3rd, described Lai, the 76-year-old founder of the now-shuttered pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily, as a champion of free speech. And says ongoing trial will remain a priority for the, for the British government. Lai, the high-profile figure to go to trial under the Beijing post national security law, between two conspiracy charges of collusion from forces over an alleged calling for international sanctions against mainland China and Hong Kong. The trial could see him jailed for life. Lai's also accused by conspiring to publish seditious materials under the coronary sedition law, allegedly by using Apple Daily to incite public hatred towards authorities in the wake of the 2019 protests. Sunak comments made him the first, first Western leaders to back Lai directly, following the calls by the administration for Lai's release when the trial began in December, which Beijing slammed as blatant political maneuvering. In his letter, the, pro the Prime Minister said the, the security law imposed in 2020 has damaged Hong Kong and constitutes, and constitutes a breach of the Sino-British Joint Declaration and has a chilling effect on the on city's unique way of life. He said he said Britain will continue to stand up for the effect of Hong Kong and to hold China to its international obligations. Of course the government of Hong Kong will have to say something. What did they say? The Hong Kong government on Thursday said it strongly opposed Sunak's comment and that any attempts to interfere with the ongoing legal procedures through political media political media or other means should be condemned. In an email replied to Hong Kong Free Press, a government spokesman says such attempt could amount to a contempt of court or preferring a course of justice. The spokesperson also said that the national security law did not contradict the Sino-British Joint Declaration, an agreement reached by the UK 
UK and by the UK and Beijing, which promised that the way of life and civil liberties in the state would remain intact for 50 years after the return of Hong Kong to China's rule in 1997. The UK has already fulfilled its obligations as specified in the joint declarations. The spokesperson said, urging the UK to stop interfering with Hong Kong's affairs, which was a matter of China's internal affairs. The spokesperson added that the city's judiciary was protected under the, under the basic law, the city's meaning constitution, to carry out persecutions, accusations that persecutions in the city were politically motivated, disregard the facts, and strongly opposed by the government, the spokesperson said. I don't know why. Because the government always slams this and that and that. Isn't it true, though? Or they're afraid to take the truth or whatever? Whatever, the case, whatever it is, they're afraid to tell the truth. They're afraid to even have exposed. <laughs> and I wish more people can expose that. Hong Kong's who made failed Taiwan escape bid remorseful, defense says, after plea, pled a uh, guilty plea. If a Hong Konger who attempted to escape to Taiwan had pled guilty, to perverting the course of justice and two explosives charges, with her lawyers and chief at remorse for her action. Quinn Moon, 37, appeared at the district court on Thursday morning, wearing a, bl- a brown jacket and a face mask, and with her hair tie bag. She f- formally submitted her pleas, asking if she can read out the details of charges across, across two cases. The defendants pleaded guilty to perverting the course of justice over the failed over the failed Taiwan escape attempt in the first case. And was she excuse me. And was she admitted serving as a liaison in touch with organizers of speedboat escape as well as other fugitives. Moon also played guilty to possessions of explosives and making explosives relating to the anti action bill protests in twenty nineteen in the second case. Court heard that police search her Hong Kong home on on January 14, 2020 and found a homemade pipe bomb that was brought back by her boyfriend separately. Separately, Muna had also experimented with a with filling a tennis ball with a match head in an attempt to make explosives. A surcharge of possessing a dangerous drugs, cannabis, in the second case was kept on court court file, meaning the prosecution will not be able to pursue the charge without a judge judge's permission. Moon, for those who don't know, Moon was among the group, a group of 12 Hong Kongers caught by the mainland Chinese Coast Guard in August 2020 when they tried to flee the city on a speedboat bound for Taiwan. Most on board were faced charges linked to the protests in 2019, including rioting and arson. At the time, Moon was one in relations to an explosive case. She has already served a two-year term jail term in mainland China for organizing an illegal border crossing and was arrested upon her, her return to Hong Kong in August 2022. She was denied bail and has been detained since. Moon's f- family members were in the public arrest. She pled guilty before the judge Stanley Ch- for Judge Stanley Chen, one of the judges handpicked by authorities to hear national security cases. Representing Moon, Barrister Yankee, um, Yankee Lam said her client had already spent 41 months in, in detention, including two years in mainland China jail, t- jail and her time in custody since coming back to Hong Kong. Moon was swayed by society's atmosphere in 2019, and her emotions were unstable. 
Lamb said, adding that she did not have a good relationship with her family. Her representative also said she felt remorse for her actions and was co- was cooperative throughout the police investigation. Boone has not given herself giving up her on herself, even while detained, taking courses with the hope of contributing to society after she serves she uh, serves time. Lamb said. Judge Chan, Judge Chen, however, said that the severity of Moon's case far exceeded that of other perverting justice cases, as it involved a major incident in the society and an offense, offense that took place across the borders. Moon will be sentenced on January 30th, so probably close to the end of the month. So, I don't. Some people will call her, call her names and things like that, but it's almost a point where. They did it. It's because it's for protection, mostly. I should say. We have another wanted activist as well. So Hong Kong police take mother of wanted U.S.-based activist Francis Huey away for for questioning. Hong Kong security police took away the mother of wanted active wanted U.S.-based activist Francis Huey for questioning a week. After they issue an arrest warrant and offer a one million dollar bounty for her daughter's arrest, two international news outlets has reported. The news was reported by Japan's Nikkei and U.S. funded Radio Free Asia or RFA on Wednesday. Nikkei cited sources as saying that Huey's mother was taken away for questioning about about a week after police obtained warrants for arrest of Huey and four other self-exile activists. Huey, the first high-profile activist from Hong Kong to be granted political asylum in the, in the U.S., is one of the 13 activists wanted by the Hong Kong, by Hong Kong police for a- alleged national security offenses and for whom a $1 million bounty has been offered. Police not, do, do not confirm that Huey's mother had been taken in for question. Every action taken by the police will be handled in accordance with the actual situation in accordance with the law, they told Hong Kong Press in, state, in the statements. The police also hope to make the opportunity to call on anyone wanting to surrender to the police as soon as possible and take responsibility for the actions they have committed. Sources told Hong Kong Free Press that Huey's mother was questioned at a police station a week after authorities announced the bounties. No arrests were made, but the family's home was searched, a source added. Earlier last July, the, act- the police announced similar bounties and warrants for the arrest of eight other activists. Family members of several of them have been taking them for questioning in Hong Kong before being released. Here's what, here's what I want to know. This is one of the, this is something that the government put one of its biggest fears ever. <laughs> they only want fear to be placed on everybody. And I knew that. And I knew they wanted to put fear. They want to make them afraid that they won't speak out, or they're saying, "Oh, if that happened, they might quit activism, quit their activism of some sort." But you realize it is either going to fuel them or it's going to push them more further to the break of. They're going to have to keep on doing it. They have to keep on fighting. They have to keep on fighting. What do I know? Hong Kong's own security law, Order Twenty Three, to be discussed in the Legislative Council this year. Hong Kong lawmaker will discuss the state's own national security law in the legislature this this year, according to an annual agenda submitted to the Legislative Council. The Safeguard National Security Bill is slated to be tabled in LegCo within the 2024 legislative session, according to the annual program submitted to the Legislative Council's Bills Committee on Friday. The 
bills introduced by the, security, by the city's security bureau aims to implement Article 23 of the basic law to enhance relevant laws for safeguarding national security and to provide for related matters, the agenda states. And mostly, the Article 23 stands alone, so it doesn't really, but it does have something that they do criminalize as well. It's, it's almost close to the same thing, I should say. The local legislation will work in tandem with Beijing's opposed national security law to curb and punish activities that endanger national security, officials have said. The program says that the bill will be in- introduced in the first or second half of the year, with no meaningful opposition in LegCo following an election overhaul that effectively shut out the non-opposition establishment. The legislation is set to pass. Of course they will. The other items on the legislative agenda, including include matters related to cybersecurity, animals, cruelty prevention, and tax cuts for families with newborns. In a press conference after announcing the policy address last October, Chief Executive John Lee vowed to roll out Article 23 this year. He said the protests that erupted in June 2019 over since the bill were results of the city's lacking national security legislation. The bill to introduce Hong Kong's own national security legislation was left out of last year's agenda. It was scheduled to be tabled in 2022, according to the program submitted to the legislature. And there goes me messing up. And where am I at? There you go. It's fa- it was supposed to be ta- scheduled to be tabled in 2022, according to the program submitted to the legislature that January, but was taken off the list later that October. The legislation failed in 2003, following mass protests. So, why they're bringing it up? They kept saying Article 23, Article 23, Article 23, Article 23. Do it look, look like I really care about national security? It's like, why would national security be anything? Why would I care? Why well, I want national security to be a thing anyway? It just destroys the aspect of what it is anyway. All right, let's 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 go on to Taiwan right now. Taiwan's KMT election hopeful says Hong Kong's one country, two system a failure warns island of brink of war. Taiwan will not accept a one-country, a Hong Kong-style governance model as proposed by Beijing, the vice president candidate for the opposition Kuomintang Party has said, calling the one-country, two-systems failure two days ahead of the self-rule island's pivotal election. One-country, two-system in Hong Kong is a failure. Taiwan will not accept one-country, two-system, Yiguolangzi, or Yakuolangzi in Cantonese and Mandarin. Zhao Kong said during a KMT's press conference in Taipei on Thursday morning. Addressing international media alongside the president, the party's uh, presidential hopefuls, Ho Yui, Zhao pointed to Hong Kong's recent opposition free district council election, saying through an interpreter that the low work ter- record turnout showed that Hong Kong's were against the system in Hong Kong. Just 27.5% of the alleged uh, Eligible voter took part in the last month's uh, restricted local elections, which saw the number of democratically elected council members cut from 452 to 88 amidst the electoral overhaul that ensured only patriots could run, shutting pro democracy candidates out of race. When Taiwan heads to the polls on Saturday, which is tomorrow at my time, 
The KMT's hopes. The KMT hopes to take back control from the ruling DPP, Democrat Progressive Party, who has been in power for two four years term. Historically more conserved than the DPP, the KMT f- favors warmer ties with Beijing, who hold repeatedly saying on Thursday that he hoped to increase trade and resume tourism links with mainland China. Ties Beijing, which considers China, uh, Taiwan to be a breakaway province, to be unified by force if necessary, have soured under outgoing pres- uh, President Tsai Ing-wen. Her administration has prioritized establishing Taiwan's um, positions on a global stage and fostering relations with Washington. Court framed Saturday's presidential election as a choice between war and peace. Say on Thursday, we are already on the brink of war. However, he said that if elected during my tenure, I will not address the issue of unification. Former Taiwan president and KMT, KMT member Ma ying said that the island must trust Chinese leader Xi Jinping. In terms of cross-rate relations, we must trust Xi, Ma said in the Mandarin language interview with, the, with German public media, Duce Vele, on, on Tuesday. I don't believe that Xi is promoting unification. He's well aware that unification cannot be achieved overnight. It will take many, many years and must be done with the consent of the people, Ma said. When I met, main, uh, met officials in mainland China last year, I told him that there were two there were two very important factors in the cross rate relations, peace and democracy. If they can be accomplished, people of Taiwan may be interested in accepting unification, Ma said. In response to Ma's remarks, a DPP spokesperson said that the former leader has presented the KMT as promoting reunification and that uh, and that whole should clarify whether the KMT stood by Ma's trust in Xi. Taiwan's People's Party, uh, presidential candidate Ko Winter, said it was dangerous for Taiwan to be and to place its trust in others. Cole, whose TPP deposition is about the third party, said that Taiwan should trust itself and first trust itself and be better prepared for cross trade relations. John on Thursday accused the TPP of having forgotten about the people of Hong Kong, saying so it played the Hong Kong card in 2020. Uh, Taiwan re-election that year with the record 8.17 million votes. He decided to crack down on protests in Hong Kong as proof that one country, two system model was unacceptable for the island. The KMT's presidential candidate cited a student leader from Hong Kong who said that Tsai had explored the Hong Kong issue and had offered no assistance to the city or its residents. I think we should open our doors to Hong Kongers. If they're willing to come here, Charles said on, on, two, on Thursday, you can see a lot of talents, great talents coming from Hong Kong. Zhao also spoke of his close friendship with detained Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong media magnate, magnate Jimmy, Jimmy Lai, who is currently on trial over alleged violations of the Beijing Post National Security Law, for which he's faced life in prison if convicted. Jimmy Lai was my great friend. We used to have dinners and meals together. He really is a gourmet lover, Zhao said. Zhao said, and uh, I've been advocating for his freedom a lot. He added, we are concerned about the Hong Kong issues. I hope that we can all abide and uphold our freedom and democracy. Science so will affect 23 million Taiwanese and is set to shape the geopolitical posture of an island sat between two superpowers. Director of the CIA, William Burns, said last year, the U.S. intelligence showed Beijing was preparing to move, make a move on Taiwan, with the military, Chinese military told to prepare an invasion by 2027. U.S. Pre- U.S. President Joe Biden has vowed four times to defend Taiwan from attacks, though it is uncertain whether 
Washington would directly be involved in itself in the conflict. Now, I know pe- this should be up to the people in America if they want it. I don't know. I don't really mind what's if if it's if they want it or they don't want it, because we'll see how it goes. It's more of we'll witness it and we'll sit here observing it and see how it goes, right? And if we sit here and observe it and we talk about it and we have our own hypothesis on it, it will be a an easy way we can actually talk to other people and, and what they think. Hong Kong government says. Pres- uh, parents seek rights of abode for seventy eight for seventy eight million born over age children as sit-in continues. Elderly Hong Kong parents have so far sought rights of abode in in the city for seventy eight of their million born over age children. The government the government said as the group continued a twenty five day sit-in outside the government's headquarters to press for family unions. The group is led by a veteran human rights activist, Father Franco Mella, urged authorities for humanitarian considerations to resolve the long-standing issues which separate some elderly residents from their mainland born children, many of whom are, are, are already adults. They began the demonstration last Friday, with the 25-day durations marking the 25th year since, since Hong Kong's mainland born children were barred from living in the city. Our parents are aging day by day, waiting in agony, and are and not yet, and yet not seeing their children by their side. Mel, a, Ro- a Roman Catholic priest, said in Cantonese ahead of the sin. In an email replied to Hong Kong Free Press on Wednesday, the government said it had received 47 requests seeking rights to abode for a total of 78 over age children born in China to Hong Kong parents. It said 24 individuals have been gra- have been granted a one-way permit at the disc- discretion of mainland authorities. It said the issuance of the permit, which allows ma- ma- uh, mainland residents to legally reside in Hong Kong, was the jurisdictions of China's Immigration Department. The Immigration Department and the Security Bureau said they would continue to meet with abode speak- uh, seekers uh, representatives and refer their situation to mainland authorities. Mella told Hong Kong for press on Wednesday that the group was in good spirits. A representative from the security bureau had um had visited their campsite outside the government complex, but a date for a formal meeting with the authorities have yet to be fixed. The pro- activist priest said, "Paul Chu, a 73-year-old who had been part of the campaign since 2008, told Hong Kong for press that the group expected a meeting to be held between the end of January and February, as similar meetings were held last year in the same period." But Chu, a retired Tai Chi instructor, said, said time has taken a mental toll on many of the group's elderly members. After so many years, some of them were, ment- were mentally down. And some, some were a little disheartened, Chu said. Several of his fellow, fellow um, campaigners have died before their children were allowed to move to the city. In 1999, Beijing interpreted the basic law to say the city's meaning the constitution for the first time. Overturned an earlier decision by the Court of Final Appeals, which ruled that Hong Kongers, mainland-born children, were entitled to live in the city. Beijing's decision, made at the request of the Hong Kong government, instead ruled that only those those parents have become uh, become permanent residents upon Kong at the time of their birth should have the right of abode. In 2011, mainland authorities announced that overage children would be allowed to apply for a one-way permit. 
previously only those who were under the age of 14 by, 20, by 2001 were allowed to do so. But the campaign group said the authorities did not keep their promise and an estimated 60,000 overage children were still wait, wait, awaiting approval to move move to Hong Kong and reunite with their parents. Chen Xiu Chi, 86 years old, told Hong Kong Press last Friday that she had been applying for a one-way permit for her two daughters since 1999. Both live in the Chinese city of Shan Wei and they're in their 40s. I began when, since I was 60, she said. Every year I came to the protest and went to the meetings of the immigration department. I can barely walk anymore. I don't know why the government just cannot just keep promises. Because this is what the government is trying to screw them over time over time. And I'm just hoping the gum and I'm hoping the government can just listen to these guys. They're parents. You're also parents, right? Aren't these governments also have kids as well? If they do have the same thing to them, then would that also be good as well? Why 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 aren't they focusing on that? Instead of the national security crap that they keep talking about. National security this, national security that, national security this, national security that. Why do I care about national security? I'm care about the future of those people here. And we'll be right back after the break. We'll go back to the second half, guys. Taiwan election 2024. For young voters, domestic policies and personality matters for the next president. I'll tell you why. Who leads Taiwan for the next four years will be decided on Saturday, when over 19.5 million eligible voters head to the polls from 8 a.m. New legislators will be chosen for South Wu Island, which Beijing considers to be part of China, that must be unified by force if necessary. Amidst a rapidly aging population, Taiwan, Taiwan's 6 million young voters aged 20 to 39 are considered a key force that could sway the results. They played a crucial role in outgoing leader Tsai Ing-wen's decisive victory for the Democratic Progressive Party, DPP, in 2020. When she was re-elected with more than 8 million votes, up 57.1% of the popular votes. Hong Kong Free Press spoke to some young Taiwanese voters about this three election hopefuls, William Lai Chinda of the, of the ruling DPP, Ho Yi of the opposition Kuomintang or KMT, Ko Winter of the Taiwan's People's Party TPP. What do they look for in a new in the new leader of Taiwan, and what issues must be tackled by the new administration? First up, political ideology. Speaking to Hong Kong Press on Thursday, two days before the elections, Jerry Hu. A, a film student at Taipei's National Arts of National National University of the Arts. So the atmosphere of this election of this year's election was less fervent than the last presidential race. Lai Ho and Cole presented less contrasting views on important issues such as relations with China. The 27-year-old said, "Withhold the KMT, which was which has advocated for close ties with Beijing, have to adopt a more ambiguous stance." Than with the previous, than with previous presidential candidate Han Guoyu to avoid alienating young voters, who said, historically, KMT's position on China has been appealed to an older generation, and has made it harder for the parties to reconnect with the island's youth, who identify as largely identify as Taiwanese rather than Chinese. 
He went on to say that young people were frustrated by soaring property prices, but mainly accepting that they might be might not never be able to afford to buy their own home. No matter which candidate takes office, it would be very hard for the new leader to change this reality, he said. The film student said he was casting his battles for lie because of the DPP's pro-democracy stance and his position of not backing down when, when faced with conflict with China. Ultimately, it came down to which party with, with, uh, was closest to its core values. The policies they proposed are not too different in nature, he said. Personality Finance worker Weenie told, um, told Hong Kong Free Press on Wednesday that while inter- inter- um, internal socio-political issues must be addressed by the new administration, foreign affairs and national defense policies took priority when choosing a new leader for Taiwan, which has a complicated diplomatic status. Under Beijing's one-China policy, mainland China maintains that nations cannot have an official relations with both Beijing and Taipei, resulting in the island enjoying former diplomatic ties with just 13 sovereign, na- sovereign states. The 32-year-old who had to herself as pro-Taiwan and refused to reveal her voting intention said the new leader should maintain the status quo and avoid escalating tensions with China. They should be also presentable and able to interact with international powers, she said. You can tell from a candidate's personality whether they are suitable to be, to be president. It includes how they speak and the way they interact with international guests. I think this is the most important factor, she said. Aesthetics. Major political and social and social issues aside, thirty-year-old cedar worker Nick Wu talked of press that cultural policies in the administration's sense of beauty were defining factors in him choosing incumbent Vice President Lai as the next leader. If Lai were to take office, the Taiwanese government would carry on most of its existing measures, especially efforts to cultivate and develop the cultural industry, Wu said. Under DPP's rule, Wu said, said he had seen improvements in aesthetics, citing more visually pleasing designs for publicity materials. The importance attached to beauty was crucial to the development of society, the, cult- the cultural worker said. Taiwan has always put a strong emphasis on pragmatism, or being, or being very goal-oriented, Pursuit of beauty is gra- is a gradual but important process," he said. He consider he has considered voting for Cole," Wolf said. But the politician's inconsistent stance made him question his integrity. The ex Taipei mayor has remarked that art was below par, which led Wolf to believe TPP's um candidate would not allocate many resources to the cultural sector. No empty talks, around um among around one thousand. Um, a thousand people who attended the, a rally for coal news Taipei's Northgate Square on Thursday night was 33-year-old Shirley. Like many TPP supporters, she was wearing a grass-shaped headpiece and and held up a small light. As she listened intently to speeches delivered by Cole's campaign team and politicians who backed him, Shirley, who described herself as a poli- as politically apathetic, a in the past said she had not paid much attention to the previous election because they were dominated by the two main parties, which prompted to support Cole with the discontent with the handling of the COVID-19 pandemic by Thai's government, shortage of, of hospital beds and medical staff, which has pushed, um, put a lot of pressure 
um, on frontline health care workers like herself made her question what are world authorities doing? After the pandemic, Shirley began to pay more attention to then Mayor Cole and his policies. She described TPP's founder as a high-performing politician citing improvements in Taipei she has witnessed since moving there from her hometown of Gaoshan five years ago. He has re- he had people's livelihood in mind and execute policies to help them, she said. The green headpiece and the light-up had been, had been given to Shirley as a souvenir for acting as Cole's campaign for tears. She admitted it was a major change compared to her previous political indifference. The long, the long-standing political rivalry between TPP and KMT clouded people's judgment in choosing the right leader for Taiwan, Shirley remarked it. They could only see colors when it came to politics, she said. The reason I'm saying out because um, it's because I can't really stand the blue camp and green camp, which can only do empty talks. I really can't feel any changes they bring to pe- to people's livelihood, she said. And the DPPs have been a center of multiple corruption scandals in recent years. As if Cole has a chance to win the presidency, she said it would be a tough race. She would motivate undecided voters around her to cast their ballots. For TPP's candidate, she added, straightforward and honest. Another TPP supporter, Peter Chen, a global trading w- a worker who often traveled between Taiwan and Hong Kong, told Hunger Free Press that he thought the, this year's election was different than one than the ones in the past because there were there was a centrist candidate. Through reading social media posts and watching YouTube videos, Chen said he saw ex ex Taipei mayor who has 1.1 million followers on Instagram, was different from other politicians. He spoke with a straightforward and honest manner and he and would admit his mistakes, Chen said, adding members of the public could easily understand his ideals. He went on to say he agreed with Cole's stance on the one, on the cross-strait relations. Yeah, he felt Taiwan would neither claim independence nor achieve unification with China at present. I think we should not focus on things that cannot, that can't be achieved at the moment, and focus on things we can actually do," he said. Pra- pragmatism. Lei Chiling, an archaeology um, student at the National Chengkung um, University, said the KMT was detached from public opinions. The issues the party concentrate on, such as the 1992 consensus, not align with young people's concern. She told Hong Kong Free Press. The 1992 consensus referred to a controversial doctrine saying that both sides of the Taiwan Strait belongs to one China, albeit with different interpretations of China. Young, young voters more interested in livelihood problems than political controversies, Lei said. Is it practical for TMT to talk to young people about the, about the 1992 consensus? We want to make sure we can afford, we can afford to have enough to eat, Tainan-based students said. Among the three presidential candidates, Lei said she believed Cole was the was most able to address young people. She said she also sided with his positions and that Taiwan should be a bridge communications between China and the U.S. rather than a flashpoint of the rivalry. Lei has solidified her support for Cole and his party in recent months by becoming a member of of TPP. I think this position is the most pragmatic. 
Taiwan acting as a bridge between China and the and the U.S. is the best way for the two countries to interact with each other, she said. Cole on Monday described himself as the only acceptable candidate in both China and the U.S. as he vowed to improve communications with Beijing to reduce reduce miscommunication. Lei has voted for Tai in 2020, but she decided not to give her vote to the DPP this time. She criticized the government for lacking preparations when it decided to live with the virus during the COVID-19 pandemic. She cited personal experience of failing to secure a COVID-19 medicine after being infected and was hospitalized because she had fainted at home. DPP made many, many, pro- made many promises when Tai began her first term in 2016, but she had performed poorly over the Past eight years, including failing to alleviate the housing crisis in Taiwan, Lei said. Despite the criticism of Cole for swaying stance, Lei said the change in Cole's, in Cole's position over the years reflected his pragmatism. He was willing to cooperate with different people for the greater goods of Taiwan, she said. Whether, uh, whether stance you hold on to is really good for the people, this is something I think presidential candidates should think about. She said, "Again, that's her opinion, and that's if she thinks that's a good per. If she thinks he is a, he is a good person and he's a good um, candidate, I won't I won't argue with you, because it's your choice. And tomorrow it should be up to the Taiwan people to to vote on that and see if if that if the person they chose wasn't well, she chose more vote, but." Were they they think has to mandate the people, and see if they can improve the situation. Of course, um, in honesty though, we've been talking so they've been talking so much about the China stuff and the unification reunification. Even though it's not even supposed to be, you can't unify with China since because they're not even part of China in the first place. It would have been and so and many people aren't pretty much fooled by that. They would have say so and for them they would say. Unification. It makes much more sense than saying reunification, because you can't reunify them, since because they're not part of that anyway. All right. Let's see what else. All right. There's two elections, and then we're gonna go back to Jimmy Lai after for the final report for today. All right. Taiwan's election 2024. Democrat Progressive Party supporters have democracy and war on their minds. Thousand packed Taipei's um, Katagalan uh, Boulevard on Thursday night to show their support for Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party (DPP). Two days before the 19 million eligible voters decided who will lead the Democratic Island for the next four years, among the estimated 120 people represented was D, a 21-year-old student who told Hong Kong Press that. He was there because he thought Pre- DPP's presidential candidate, William Lai Chinda, was the right choice. People in the past gave their life so that we have, um, we have now this. That now we have this, Dean said, gesturing at the crowd around him. I think we have to use our votes to keep it this way. Taiwan first held democratic elections in 1996, after emerging from the one-party rule under the Kuomintang. Decades of martial law and decades of martial law, during which tens of thousands of people died. The opposition KMT had evolved uh, significantly since and remained more socially conservative and promotes warmer ties and stronger trade partnership with Beijing. The EPP, which in power for two four uh, for two four years term, 
has favored U.S. relations, um, resulting in increased Chinese military incursions around the island. This year, there is um, a third hopeful vying to become the island's next leader, Ko Wenjie of the ones of the Taiwan People's Party. He has positioned himself firmly between DPP and the KMT and has succeeded in guarding and garnering significant um, youth support thanks in part to his massive social media following. He said many of his classmates expressed interest in voting for Cole, but he appreciated the way that DPP has positioned Taiwan on the global stage. Over the last eight years, I've seen Taiwan become more international. More people know where is Taiwan and who we are. Over the course of more than three hours, the crowd, much of them older than Dean, rose again and again with, from plastics, um, from red plastic stools in time from, with, with rousing music, transforming the ten-lane road into a seat of waving pink and green flags, peppered with banners proclaiming Keep Taiwan Free and rainbow LGBTQ flags bearing DPP's insignia. Light told the crowd that he would ensure security, democratic governance, and incorporate opposition opinions. Peace depends on our strength. And we should not be contingent on the invaders' goodwill. What Taiwan's people are fighting are not not against the, um against are not each other, but our common predicament, he said, according to State Back Focus Taiwan. Former civil servant Emily Su, seventy one years old, told Hong Kong Free Press, "I think the young generations don't see how hard we fought for democracy from the Kuomintang. They are too close to mainland China. I don't trust Kuomintang no way." From the stage, which was positioned in the front of the dramatically lit presidential office building, DPP's heavyweight, including former coach, uh, culture minister Chen Li Chun and Premier Chen Qingzhen, uh, delivered speeches and Kaohsiung Rocker Fire Acts led a rendition of political anthems stand up like a Taiwanese. The band played at President Tsai Ing-wen's inauguration in, in 2016, and it has lent its support to, to issues such as the student-led Sunflower Movement, same-sex marriage, and promoting a unique, uniquely Taiwanese identity. <laughs> it was Tsai who, who would leave office after serving a maximum two terms, the illicitly loudest cheers of the evening. Any frustrations attached to her, <laughs> to her incumbent administration cast aside by those in the crowd. She was flanked by uh, on stage by DPP's presidential candidate Lai Qingde and his running mate Xiao Bi Kim, <laughs> Taiwan's former ambassador to the U.S. By the time Lai appeared on stage, Wei Tongyi has been waiting for several hours to see ma- see the man who may become the next president. Wei, who worked in rural state, was at the rally with a col- with a colleague. He said um said he was there because he's not sure who to vote for Saturday. I want to listen to the candidates first before I decide, he said. While Taiwan's last general election played out against the backdrop of protests in Hong Kong for 2024, its conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza that cast their shadows amidst a growing threat from from Beijing. U.S. intelligence agencies have said Beijing will attempt to make make a move on Taiwan, which China considers a breakaway promise to be unified by force necessary. And that uh, China's uh, Ch- and Chinese leader Xi Jinping told his military to be prepared to invade by 2027. U.S. President Joe Biden has vowed four times to defend Taiwan from attacks, so it's un- it is uncertain 
as to whether Washington would directly involve itself in the conflict. <laughs> one rally goer, Hank Chen, 31 years old, told, however, told Hong Kong Press he was not too concerned about a potential war. China's economy is not too strong, a little weak, so I think Taiwan feels more competent. His friend Diego Chu, good name, great name actually, added that he he hoped the DPP would maintain strong stance quo in order to keep peace. I believe without Taipei being dragged in the U.S. military complex, I only want the U.S. as a deterrent instead of being a bl- a backseat driver exploring people fighting each other. The the thirty five year old said. As for China military threats, Su the the retired civil servants said he was not he. That says she was not worried. D- Democratic countries, we don't want to start a war. The U.S. all democracy, all democracies will help us. And I know you're not wrong there. I just don't want the U.S. to be involved in any kind of wars until we fix our pro- probably fix our problems up a bit, and then maybe, maybe we can think about it. But then again, it's up to the people of any countries. We'll have to wait and see what's going on first. Right, the final Taiwan uh, election report, and then we'll go to the actual final report. Thomas election twenty twenty four. Cohen just says he is the only he is only candidate acceptable to both China and U.S. <laughs> Taiwanese presidential election hopefuls Cohen, who is striving to break the several islands two party dominance, has described himself as a as the only candidate acceptable to both China and the U.S. Cohen's remarks came. Days came a day ahead of this election on Saturday, which is tomorrow, when Taiwan's next leader and legislature will be decided. In a leadership race historically dominated by the ruling DP Democrat Progressive Party and the opposition Kuomintang Party, the Taiwan's People's Party candidate has asserted himself, himself as a third force, campaigning on the promise of bringing real change to the island, which Beijing considers to be part of China. <laughs> At a press conference with international media on Taipei in Taipei on Friday morning, Cole and his running mate Cynthia Wu were being asked about TPP's stance on cross-strait relations and how, as a relative political newcomer, they, they tended to handle relations with with Beijing and Washington. Cole spoke in Mandarin, said through an interpreter that he intended to make things tolerable, acceptable for both China and the U.S., I think my greatest strength that is that I am the only candidate that both China and the U.S. views as acceptable. He would do this, he said, through improved dialogue between Taipei and Beijing. My goal is to enhance in communications that will increase friendliness, and this, and and at the very least, decrease miscommunication. Despite saying the the people of Taiwan have long grown tired of the political sta- political status quo. He said he would continue to he continue the foreign policy agenda of outgoing DPP's president Tsai Ing-wen. Tsai has favored warmer ties with the U.S., when which would uh, have come at a cost of China's relations and have resulted in increased military incursion around the island. <laughs> However, he said he hoped to move Taiwan Taiwan towards a three-party system, whereby no political party had a majority in the in the parliament. Saying that it was the first time in the island in the island's democratic history that a third party candidate has been so has been so close to the presidency. <laughs> Wu has been dubbed the Shinkong Princess by 
um, by Taiwan's media in a reference to her family's multi-billion dollar empire dismissed when she called labeling, saying that such attacks have been leveled against her by TPP's opposition. I see that as a tactic from the opponents. She responded in response to a question about sexism and misogyny in politics. Apologize for her hoarseness of her voice after days of aggressive campaigning by turning the discussion onto her privileged upbringings. It took the spotlights off her political agenda. With the report affirming that her policy focus were climate change, digital information, transformation, and health amidst the uh, island's rapidly aging population. That's what he sought of the One Country Two system, a model which has been proposed by Beijing as a means of governance for Taiwan. Because the Taiwan is different from Hong Kong. Taiwan has its own government, military, and financial system. He continued, One Country Two system. One country, two system is Hong Kong's model. Let me be very clear right now. There's no room for that in Taiwan right now, and it won't be an acceptable model for the people of Taiwan. On Thursday night, Taipei's boy, boy wrote adjacent to the historical North Gate lit up with phone flashlights as Cole attended a campaign rally designed to mimic a fireside chat featuring presentations from members of Cole's campaign teams and politicians who backed the former Taipei's mayor. In a speech, Cole revisited his achievements from his tenure as a Taipei mayor from 2014 to 2022, including demolishing a special bus lane on Zhongxiao West Road. The removal took place on the eve of Cole's inauguration in December 2014, after the road has been left unused for more than eight years. Taiwan needs a problem solver who could ex- execute policies, Cole told the crowd. And he could bring changes to Taiwan and make the island better. <laughs> Standing alongside his spouse, Chang Pei Chi, Cole also thanked his supporters and said he was moved by their support and did not know what to say. Many supporters of Cole, nicknamed Xiao Chao, um, which translates as the little grass, donned grass shaped headpiece and white flags. Some also donned their cats and dogs to the event. <laughs> Chance of our choice, Cole Inter could be heard. The event concluded with Cole singing his campaign songs with the crowd. Some supporters later lined up to leave signatures on a two, on two inflatable dolls of Cole and Wu, who has been on tour around the islands with TPP's with the TPP's candidates. Members of the public left messages of encouragement, such as "Add oil," which is "chayo," they would say it, which loosely translates to "keep it up." While um, while staff members reminded them not to sign on the dolls' faces. Yeah, sign on the dolls' faces. Anyway. Cole were attending a final large-scale rally on Friday night at on Caligan, on, on Caligan's Boulevard, which his team about to fill with a crowd of more than 500,000 people. Well, we'll see if, if, if that's possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that both people are campaigning pretty aggressively. I mean, no matter no matter what, no matter who you vote for, I can see that they're pretty aggressive when it comes to campaigning. So good luck to those candidates who's running. I'm not here to pick sides at the moment here. Okay. All right. One final report today: Hong Kong largest pro-Beijing party protests outside British consulate over UK leaders' comments on Jamie Lai's trial. Hong Kong's largest pro-Beijing party has staged a protest outside the city's British consulate after its UK leader described media mogul Jimmy Lai's national security trial as politically motivated.
six members of the of the Democratic Alliance for the Betterment and Progress of Hong Kong (DAB), the party that commands the most seats in this legislature, gathered outside the British consulate in Admiralty on Friday. They slammed British British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's remark on Lai's trial as a blatant interference with the course of justice. We are here to strongly condemn the British Prime Minister for blatantly interference with the course of our justice. Hoen Chow, vice chair of the DEB and a lawmaker, said. Chow said the UK's com- said the UK's leader's comments, as well as British, uh, British Foreign Minister, Foreign Minister David Cameron meeting with my son Sebastian in December, was an attempt to influence the outgoing tr- the ongoing trial. The UK called for a likely meet release when his trial began in December, while Cameron met with Sebastian Lai, who is the leading campaign urging his father's release. This is done for the purpose of jeopardizing Hong Kong's safety and to suppress China. This is scrupulously this is unscrupulously action. This is unscrupulous action, he said. Like the hypo like the hypo found um figure to stand trial under the Beijing imposed national security law. Well, it's accused of conspiring to collude foreign forces, an offense that could see him jail for life if convicted. Separately, he stands accused of conspiring to publish sedition materials under colon- under the colonial era sedition law. Brave Chen, also a vice chairperson of the DAB and a lawmaker, accused the UK of double standards and smearing the state's national security law, which also criminalizes subversion, secession, and terrorism. The UK government also enacted their own national security law lately, which safeguards their own national security against the, against espionage and collusion with foreign forces. He said in Cantonese, "This is a sheer hypocrisy," and I will talk about that at the end. The pair, along along with DB's Chang Hock, um, Gary Ch- uh, with Chang Hock Fum and Ben Chen, and two newly elected district councillors in December's overall local elections, urged the UK to stop covering up for a lie and refrain from interfering with Hong Kong and, and China's affairs. They added that the national security law had brought peace and stability to the city and dismissed Sunak's criticism of the law as violating the Sino-British Joint Declaration. The lawmakers criticized the UK diplomatic mission. We're not saying a representative who received the letter. Instead, they insert the letter in t- into a mailbox outside the consulate. Sunak was the first Western leader to openly back Lai in his closely watched trial. Jimmy Lai's persecution is politically motivated. He has faced multiple persecutions in an attempt to, si- to silence and discredit him, Sunak wrote in a letter to Chris Patton, the last governor of Hong Kong. <laughs> Last governor, the British governor of Hong Kong, before the former colony returned to Chinese rule in 1997. The letter was shared on, on social media by David Alton, a member of UK's House of Lords on Wednesday. It, in it, the Prime Minister called Lai a champion of, of free speech and said his ongoing trial will remain a priority for the British government. It followed an earlier call from his administration and the U- U.S. urging and U.S. urging immediate release of Lai ahead of, the tri- ahead of the trial, which Beijing slammed as a blatant political maneuvering. The U.K. the U- the Hong Kong government on Thursday also strongly opposed Sunak's comments on Lai's trial. The gum a government spokesperson told Hong Kong Free Press that any attempt to interfere with court procedures should be condemned. 
like the for, the form the founder of the now shadow pro democracy tablet Apple Daily is facing two two conspiracy charges, including four forces over allegedly calling for countries to impose sanctions against mainland China and Hong Kong. The seventy six year old um is also charged with conspiring to publish seditious materials under a colonial era sedition law, allegedly by reusing Apple Daily to incite public hatred towards authorities in the wake of the twenty nineteen protests. Whatever that means for the government. He pled not guilty to all three charges. Of course the trial will be will be a la- lasted for eight days and is being framed as a bellwether for press freedom in Hong Kong. So far the court has heard allegations that former media mogul was a mastermind who orchestrated the alleged conspiracy, providing instructions and financial support to his aides to lobby for international sanctions. The prosecution has named several British nationals, including financier Bill um, Bill Browder, and human rights act human rights activist Benedict Rogers and Luke Deprofo, as lies co-conspirators or agents. "Quote unquote." The UK said it has pushed for a consular access to Lai, who ho- who also holds British citizenship, but to no avail. Immediately following DAB's protest on Friday, a local group consisting a a dozens of middle-aged persons also demonstrated outside the British consulate. Where it tore a British flag and demanded the UK to st- demand demand that the UK stop interfering in Hong Kong's affairs. <clears throat> I'm really not surprised that they're doing it anyway. I don't know if they're being paid. I don't know if they're being anything. It, I mean, there's always in the past history they're being paid by anybody, by the government mostly, either by organizations that they don't know of. They just want to pay just to get um some kind of goodies, like goodie bags, food, or whatever. Whatever the case they're doing. And the thing is, Jamie Lai's case is pre- is going to be pretty much a test if freedom of speech and press freedom will be protected. Which I don't even know how safe would that I don't know how um, well it's going to hold. I don't know how press freedom is going to be holding. I can guarantee you it's not going to be holding pretty well. It ain't going to hold very well. I can guarantee you with that, about that. I don't care if you are a... Um, a diehard probation people or saying trust the law or whatever the case may be. But you have to understand is this. Having him and having him behind bars and having me have a trial against him until now is already a worse a, a, a sad signal set to the um, most press freedom of Hong Kong nowadays. <laughs> the only thing I'm hoping for is he gets released in a tomorrow and and for tomorrow's election in Taiwan, hopefully Hope for those Taiwan people, please come out and vote. It's important. If you don't vote, then don't get your vote wasted. Don't waste your votes, guys. Please come out and vote. It's one of the most crucial things. If you want change, you're going to have to go out and vote. And also, thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Next week, we have a radio show, and then we also have a tabling event I'm going to be doing at my campus. So hopefully to see you guys there. And that's it for today, and we'll talk when next time. This is Team Cam My Radio signing out. Hope you guys... Have a great weekend. Take care. Stay warm, guys. Team Keho My Radio airs every Monday and Friday. Team Keho My Radio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, I-